Welcome to Get Animated, the anime watch-along podcast with the hosts of Get Played. I'm self-proclaimed red card tackle, Heather Ann Campbell. I'm self-proclaimed super special limit-breaking goal, attack, 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 Nick Weiger. And I'm self-proclaimed missing puzzle piece, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Mm. Hello, everyone. And welcome back to the premiere anime podcast where we're talking about Blue Lock, the football soccer anime that is not a football soccer anime, but still has a decent amount of football soccer. That's right. And yeah, and if you're in football and they're like, okay, there's got to be some shoulder pads, some face masks. Yeah, Kurt Warner's there passes. somewhere. Yeah, no, like this is, we're talking football in the, goal, the global sense. This is about soccer. Idiot. I think that I think that in the United States it should be called um, football for mm-hmm. like the tackling kind, and then soccer football or football soccer for because it's weird that we're the ones. We always it's are fucking everything without liar about it. Fucking everything. So the the we're we're the we're the holdout without like fucking you know that doesn't use Celsius, doesn't use the metric system, doesn't offer paid parental leave. Like every every aspect about our country is so fucking dumb, yeah. And that's that's a that's just another one. Football for a game that primarily is played with a ball carried or or thrown. That sport we love called football. Yeah, I call it American football. Oh, are you enjoying your American football today on Sunday? I, I I'll be at church, but enjoy your American football. Yeah, and when I say that, I'm talking about the indie rock group. That's right. I'll be at churches. <laughs> Chiverches. No, there's a, a a a group called American Football. Right. Well, so I'll I guess be it watching worked. Them too. It worked. It's yeah, it's a double bill. What are we doing today? I don't fucking know. I America's so stupid. <laughs> and this We're is broadcasting live on the on the Patriot Network. <laughs> We're not talking about that. We're here to talk about Episodes 9 and 10 of Blue Lock, Episode 9, Awakening, and Episode 10, Just the Way It Is, as we continue this ongoing saga of this tense, close, climactic game between Team Z and Team V. Will V stand for victory? We're going to find out. But first, <laughs> I'm curious for everyone, what have you been weaving lately? What we've been what have, weaving? What 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 have you been weaving? Hey, it's me, Ash Ketchum, and I'm I'm a Pokemon master now, and I'm I'm not gonna fall prey to the same uh character catastrophes that the get played drop in host ever fell apart uh, f- fell into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we I'm just here to anymore. have a good time. Okay, that's, that's good. me. Yeah, that's what Ketchum. we want. We don't want any sort of drama. We don't want any. So we, we don't certainly don't want to be accessories to anything. Um, so yeah, we just just come on in, ask what, us what we've been weeping, and share anything about your life. That's that's great. Yeah, if if save the drama Pika, for your mama. If Pikachu was driving a car and hit somebody and left, there's a hypothetical. If Pikachu did this. Yeah, I'm just. I just want to know, like, what do you guys know what like the maximum penalty is for something like that? It's tough. I'm to, worried for, about for my friend Pikachu? Pikachu. Yeah, I don't know if a Pokemon has ever been prosecuted. Certainly not in America. Phew. You know. Okay. Maybe in the Kanto region. 
Yeah, this, that's what I was going to say. Maybe things go differently in Johto. I don't know. There's no chance that, like, if there was evidence that I was the one driving, that, like, there'd be a problem, right? This is I just wasn't, very, I, I very wasn't suspicious. Drive, I wasn't yeah, driving. Yeah, the way you you just you just framed it. I mean, I was suspecting as much. But I usually when you volunteered drive, that Pikachu was driving, and so my fingerprints might have been on like the steering wheel. I think the thing that you have to worry about these days is, you know, did a car nearby have a dash cam? Was there a red light camera? Was there just like, you know, a a, a bank with an ATM out front that had a camera that was surveilling the street? There's all sorts of footage that might exist that could incriminate you or, or Pikachu. So that's what I would be worried about. It was Pikachu. Did this happen? Well, if it did, I just, I'm worried about my friend. I just like, don't think Pikachu should even be driving a car because well, a Pikachu okay, is so, like a foot tall. Yeah, I don't well, know how I'd reach I, the Yeah, but like one. what if what if Pikachu was like, I want to learn how to drive? You know, I'm just I'm just a little kid, but I, I I should be able to drive. And so you like let Pikachu drive for a little bit and you're on like some backwater roads like in and like farmhouses and stuff. So there's I'm not really worried about um dash cams, you know, like like it was just like a a lark and then and then like you know like what if Pikachu hit somebody in a in between a cornfield in between a cornfield yeah you know in the yeah I know I do it like in a break in the cornfield yeah so kind of a rural area maybe no witnesses I, I I just want to return to something you said a second ago which is you were talking about a Pikachu saying, hey, what if I drove a car or something like that? You're kind of, I'm kind of paraphrasing here, but my understanding of Pikachu and the Pikachu that you have in particular is that he says, uh, Pika Pika or Pikachu. Yeah, like I'm He really only says versions of his name. Okay, got it. Because it's possible, I'm just possible you put a lot on him just vocalizing Pika Pika hey. and took that to mean he <laughs> wanted to drive when maybe he was completely ill-equipped to do so. Yeah, he said, Pika Pika. And I, I, I was like, you you want to drive, buddy? And, and he was like, Pika Pikachu. And I was like, okay, buddy, here you go. And I, I, you know, we broke the window of the car and got him in. And then he, and then he drove, and he drove that car. So it, was, it wasn't even your car. And, and also, this happened. I'm just now convinced that this happened. Yeah. This is not a hypothetical. This is a thing that you and Pikachu did. Primarily you did. And no, no offense, because I know that this is your friend. Um... I don't know if there is a maximum sentence for it, but I think Pikachu should be killed. Well, would that would that get me out of trouble? Um, I I just don't know the liability. It's, it's yeah, it's at the very least, issue. let's bury him under what? the jail. You know, but yeah. What What have we been weeping? Uh, well, I guess I'll start. <laughs> I watched a an awesome sports anime over the weekend entitled Creed Three. Oh, wow! You saw it. Oh man, I want to see it so. Bad. I know. I got to get recording out there. It, we're recording it just after opening weekend. I'll be very light on spoilers for the sake of the two of you. Any listeners who haven't seen it, uh, I do have a Michael B. Jordan quote I pulled from a Polygon interview talking about his anime influences. And the whole interview is 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 great because he just it goes in a lot of depth of like which animes he he liked. Uh, which growing up, which ones he continues to watch. And that brings us to this section. Uh, these points are interchangeable across a lot of different anime. 
And that's what I love about it. They repackage these feelings and beats and emotions in different ways through different styles of animation. I'm watching Blue Lock right now, which is dope as fuck. <laughs> and that's all about the ego of these characters, them developing their skills and devouring different styles and defeating others in order to evolve and grow. And yeah, you know, I think what the, again, being spoiler light, what the movie does is it it, it is very, it is of a piece with, with Blue Lock. Obviously, this was, this movie was, in production uh, well before this anime started airing, but in the sense of just like obsession with competition and being the best destroying somebody and destroying relationships. And, and I find that fascinating. And that is a part of, you know, hyper competitive people that they engage in self-destructive behavior and uh, alienate their, their friends and family because of a single mindedness. And that's definitely the case with this, this narrative arc, which is all about, you know, childhood friends and then where where competition ultimately leads them the other thing i i, I like about this that's very animate like the, the the boxing sequences are awesome and they have a lot of just like you know uh ramping of uh of, of speed uh yeah the freeze frames things that make it feel like really kinetic like an anime um and but it but like there is a sequence in this there's a fight sequence in this which when you're watching sports movies usually Sports is presented, competition is presented as it is on TV, down to the point where there's like color commentators, there's TV mm -hmm. packaging, there's sometimes using TV cameras. And because, you know, when you think of a basketball game, you're thinking of a basketball game on television. When you think of, of a football game, you're thinking of a football game on television. You think of boxing match, the same thing. There is some of that in here, but there's also one fight that is rendered in such an impressionistic way. And it feels so like just it, it's such a divergence from how the series has kind of like executed these moments. Um, and it, it, it it's just really cool. And it really made the crowd pop. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, definitely shares a lot of, of DNA um, with anime. Definitely wears its anime influence on its shoulders. And uh, and is just honestly just a real, just a, a classic crowd pleaser. Uh, so, yeah, Creed three. That's what I reported on. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I do love It's also yeah. it's like there's a there's a part where the good guy has white boxing gloves and the bad guy has black boxing gloves. It's like good. fuck subtlety. Yeah. This is a yep. fucking anime. <laughs> like it's, yes. it's great. Do it. I, yeah. I do love that like he is so like clearly an anime fan and like can speak about it because I feel like sometimes uh in um like promotional cycles you'll have somebody say something and then interviewers will like dig into it a little bit and you'll find out like like if it's like a video game adaptation or something and they're like oh yeah i'm a big gamer it's like oh really like uh like what games do you play like oh like i like duck hunt like and they'll like they'll say something like that where are you specifically referring to chris pratt talking about the mario movie well like not necessarily <laughs> it sounds like. but like it, 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 it happens more often than oh not. yeah i love video games going to the arcade and loading up some quarters yeah exactly trying to get the high score it's like okay <laughs> and then like i saw i felt i saw this tiktok of one of the fucking impractical jokers and like being interviewed on a red carpet. And he was like, yeah, I'm fucking playing God of War Ragnarok right now. I love God of War Ragnarok. He's like, I really liked <laughs> um, uh, the most recent Tomb Raider games, uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. And like, and he just like goes, he can go deep on like all these video games that he's playing. I was like, that's who I, I that. that's who I believe. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I, I remember the, I, I just remember a quote, and I, I won't say the celebrity because it's a person I like, but they were like, and also sometimes those questions can be kind of ambushes. Yes. And you feel like, I got to come up with something, but I remember the celebrity was quoted in like EGM or something. is like, what's your favorite video games? Like, and they went, they said, Heavy Metal Gear Solid. It's off the hook. <laughs> it's like, all right, well. 
I love it's that. It's okay to say I don't really play games. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's it's cool fine. I, yeah, it's not going to make the work. I admire them, but I don't really have time for them. That's fine. Yeah, it's like it's not going to make the work you did in the adaptation or whatever uh, any any less, you know, any any better or worse that if you yeah. if you actually actively play games. Um, Matt, are you wearing a seal shirt? I, I am actually, and that's sort wow, of, Jesus Christ! Yeah, I've got that's who you're you're allying with. <laughs> I like the logo so much. I it love it. It is a great logo. It's a, um, it is a great logo. It, uh, um, it, we're talking Seal from Evangelion, not Seal as in the singer. No. <laughs> Although, underneath that, I am wearing a a Seal shirt. And I'm not talking about the Pokemon either. I'm talking about the performing artist. Uh, uh, I heard Seal has a song on the soundtrack for the next Sonic movie, "Kiss from an Amy Rose." Hmm. Wow, that's so. Look Honestly, for that. if that was the case, I'm gonna try. See, so what I'm doing is I'm trying to be like Heather, kind of, instead of being uh-huh. like Nick. So. I'm not, give, I'm not giving it up for that one. Uh, Matt, what have you been weeping? But I think Heather was going to say something. Oh, sorry. Go on, Heather. No, I wasn't. Um, okay, so sort of light weaving from me uh, this last week, but I have been reading more Spy Family, and gosh darn it, I love it. It's so cute and so fun. Yeah, it's darling. Uh, it's just, it's just nice. It's just such a change of pace from even something like "All You Need Is Kill" or whatever, or like Chainsaw Man. And uh, it's just, it's just, it's so interesting what manga and what anime could could be. It's such a spectrum, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I've just been thinking about a lot recently. Is just how how different all the stuff is, and how like I don't know that you can find your favorite. And it could be completely different. I feel like somebody's top five could be, they could be such a diverse uh, uh, top five. Like you, someone could be like, my favorite animes are Dragon Ball Z, um, Licorice Recoil, uh, Spy Family, and, uh, you know, whatever. It's like, they're all yeah. so different and so unique. And I, that's what I really appreciate about um, the medium. Because like in American sitcom, they're all kind of the same. Mm. You know what I mean? Or like, uh, a lot of TV shows end up being kind of the same, or a lot of movies end up being kind of similar. Uh, but like anime is so different from one another. I, I really love it. Um, and yes, I am wearing a seal shirt. I really like the logo. I've oft I've thought about getting a tattoo of it, but then I don't know if that's like getting like a like a Harry Potter like dark mark tattoo. Kind of is where it's like I would. I think that. When it comes to getting tattoos of popular properties, yeah. the only risk is the Harry Potter risk. Yes. Mm. Yeah, where it becomes... Yeah. Like, God forbid Hideaki Anno gets fully canceled, in the ne- and, and I'm on the hook for having spent 30 years of, of time, yeah. or 20 years, whatever the fuck it's been, talking about Evangelion. Like, imagine if your whole personality was Woody Allen movies. Yeah. Like, so. On top of being the most boring man alive, you'd uh, have a lot to answer for. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, but yeah, I think the shirt is a, a good way to have that without uh, being um, a yeah. permanent representation of it. You could throw away a T-shirt. Um, yeah, it's true. You can swap out merch. Uh, Matt, have, just just a spy family question because yeah. we haven't talked about this part of it yet. I don't know if you're, you've gotten there yet. But um, have you gotten a Nightfall the character? I don't think so. I know they they just she's, got to she's the... like a female agent who. Oh, then no. Uh, okay, yeah, that's a, that's I when when you do get there, um, that's a I I just like I, it's such a, a a cool character and it's such a it's like a it has, she has a character game that I haven't seen represented oh, like this anywhere else, which is really fun. That's really fun. The last thing that I remember reading was um, uh, because Anya got into the school and they wanted to celebrate and she wanted to do. Uh, she wanted to act out her TV show that she likes, and oh, they, yeah. they uh, rented a castle for her to go act it out. And I was like, "That's so fun!" But you could tell they're Great starting episode to too. they're starting Great to uh, they're starting to care about each other um, as like an actual family, uh, which is which is nice and not part of uh, what the assignment that they're doing is. But you could tell that they're starting to care for each other, and I think that's gonna uh, come to a head at some point, uh, you know, one way or another, where they're gonna actually like in the same way that. Right, Joel ends ends up learning to care for Ellie and vice versa. I think it's going to have a similar effect, uh, maybe not as dark, um, but hopefully not. Yeah. That'd be quite a tonal shift. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say that that episode really like I love the scope of the operation. Uh-huh. Like just like it's so like it's clearly their resources are just like uh, like absurdly limitless, and then that, that leaning into that is is such a great ongoing joke. Yeah, the idea of this this secret agency that can ab- ma- like manifest absolutely anything in terms of of manpower and spectacle. It's yeah, it's it's really fantastic. I'm really loving that, uh, and can't wait to uh, to dig more into it. But uh, Heather, what are you what you've been weaving? It's been a really sh- a thin week for weaving for me. I I've put a few like maybe twenty more minutes into Gundam narrative. Um, I guess the. The fun news is that I I got a jacket, um, wow! In Char's counterattack, the hero Amuro wears a uh, sort of blue and red jacket, which is looks kind of like a uniform, but I don't think it is a uniform, or maybe it's a uniform. Uh, I I I I pre-ordered. See, there's a a Gundam website in Japan called Premium Bandai. And there's an American version of it, but the Japanese version has different stock. And if you try and order something from the Japanese website, you get blocked by uh, location uh, info in Mm. your browser. Mm. So in order to shop on that website, you have to use a VPN that sets your location to Japan. Then you can actually look at the stuff and then you order from that website to a proxy shipping service. I use Zen Market, uh, which is great. They've never done me wrong. They 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 pretend that they're your house. They order from Premium Bandai. They get the jacket and then they send it to me. That's uh, cool. I've waited six months for this jacket. And usually, when you get a cosplay adjacent piece of clothing, it is disappointing quality it's always a little bit thin a little bit shitty put together this jacket looks like and feels like what would be worn on in in the universe inside of it's such high quality like it's like a silk blend on the outside it's fucking incredible 
Um, and I'm really happy with the jacket. Now I just got to figure out where to wear it. Um, I love Gundam so much. Yeah. It, it's been a real, a real few years of, of, of changing my, of, of steering my ship towards that Island. And I have, uh, reaped the emotional benefits and rewards of really investing in that show. So yeah, I got a jacket. That's what I've been weaving. I love that. I, I will say, because you say you were saying the Bandai Namco store, that's where you got it from? No, the premium Bandai. Premium Bandai store. Okay. Well, I got something from the from the uh uh from the Bandai Namco store in the US. Uh it's a Taiko no Tatsujin, uh the Taiko drumming uh hoodie, Taiko drumming drumming game hoodie. Uh and it's like it's like one of the nicer articles of clothing I own. I was like impressed by the quality. So some of that stuff, yeah, you can you can end up with uh quality piece of merch so much will, merch is will, so shitty though i agree with you i will share uh my screen so that you can see the jacket here's here's this wonderful jacket. oh look at that'd that be jacket. great oh, anywhere that cool you can wear that anywhere heather it's a pretty it's a pretty good jacket yeah and it's it's really really good quality mm-hmm. and it looks it looks like uh like a like a cosplay thing, but also is so bright, so beautiful, and, and very. It's a it's a good jacket. Remember when we all wanted the Kim Kitsuragi jacket, and then we looked it up, and it was five hundred dollars. Yeah, it's a little pricey. God damn, it's fucking cool yeah, though. That's... So yeah, I got that jacket. Nice. Congrats on the jacket. And hey, thank you. Let's uh let's get into blue lock. So we're talking about episode nine, Awakening, first. I, I guess before we get into this, so these are continuing the matches that have been going on. Uh, the the match that has been going on for one episodes, two episodes. It's this episode, this this match is going on for a while, and basically the the chronology of these two episodes is all the same game. Like, we're just yeah. really taking our time with this and really going through all the individual beats of it. It's one of those things where it feels like very, uh, it, you know, it, it it feels like it's really kind of um, starting and stopping and uh, uh, taking, you know, a really kind of a, 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 a languid pace. But if you think in terms of how much time is in an actual soccer match, it's, you know not even one to one it's still a faster pace anyway what i what i'm that long preamble is what i'm getting to is are we still like in on this or was there ever a point cuz i will i'll admit i kind of got here where i got to a point where i was like all right i guess we're really going into a fourth episode about this game i don't know yeah. i i like the show i do like the show but this is the the, the pacing here is a little bit Boo. it's a little slow i'm just saying i'm I'm going to be the counterpoint to Nick's perspective and say, as he pointed out, it's moving faster than an actual soccer match. So if you strung the entire thing together and played it side by side with an actual soccer match, it would be moving faster. Plus, you get all of these character moments and drama. Like, I, I, I there was no point during these two episodes where I was bored. I was not bored either. I'm just saying, you know, it's uh, it was we're spending four episodes on one. Soccer match. I'm just saying. Nick watches a real soccer match, and it's like, they're still doing this? 
maybe it maybe it reads better in the manga maybe like you know you kind of it's kind of a real page turner it feels a little bit more action-packed here there's a lot of slow-mo there's a lot of just you know internal narrative that said i still like it i still like the show a lot yeah i there was i watched ahead a couple uh and there was a point where i was like huh still in this one huh <laughs> how, how are you guys ever going to watch Naruto? Like, I probably won't. There's individual. <laughs> what? It's one of the best anime. I, of the last yeah, no. Years. And I think also more influential than anything except Dragon Ball and Evangelion. I like. I like the vibe. I like the Naruto vibe. I will say. There's so a there's a punch. Uh, there's a punch in Creed Three, which. Michael B. Jordan says is pulled directly from an episode of Naruto. Names the episode, names the characters. I love that. Um, Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, look, I'm, I'm fine with that, but I'm also, look, I like it. I'm just saying it's also a thing I've observed. So we're starting off. (laughs) I hope we get multiple episodes dedicated to one kick. (laughs) Honestly, I would love that. That's so funny. That is funny. Like, I, I would love, you know, like, Isagi is like, if I don't make this goal, my whole life is over. And you flash back to him in like third grade and you do an entire episode that's a flashback. Then he is about to kick and it's that's the finale of that episode. Then the next one, he kicks and you cut to the goalie and his backstory. (laughs) And you get all of his backstory before you find out whether or not he stops the kick or 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 Isagi gets the goal. It might happen. I can't I fucking It's on the I table. I want it. I want it. So basically we're, we're starting the game team V who is the got the um kind of the, the 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 trio of 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 alphas, uh the dumb guy with glasses, the lazy guy who doesn't want to do shit and then kind of the uh leader of the of the bunch slash the escort uh, assist guy of of Nagi, who is the lazy piece of shit, uh, who I love, and Nagi is just pouring in the goals early. Uh, they've got a you know they've got they've got a two goal lead. Yeah, and Isagi is basically like, look, we got to do something. We got to try a different sort of attack. So they 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 try these attacks with a bunch of different. Um, they try with the attacks with a bunch of different attacks. Uh, Chigiri attacks and tact. Is what I or tax is what I said. I, 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 I said similar words, but I didn't repeat myself. Anyway, talk about there. I mean, you're you're the one out here being like, oh, they're still playing this game. You're repeating yourself. So here's over here. what I'm saying. That's it's like four episodes <laughs> that we're just talking about. We're just spending on the same soccer match. So uh, Isagi is getting a, a long ball to Chigiri. Uh, Chigiri gets. Uh, uh, fucking sideswiped by uh, Zantetsu, who is the uh, idiot with glasses. <laughs> I, it's an interesting localization challenge, the way they kind of translate his malaprop. Because they've got to be like, okay, he's getting something wrong, but it's also like this is an expression that, you know, maybe is exists in Japanese and doesn't in English. What's the word re-replace, and how do we also make this make sense and match the lip flap in the dub, although I'm watching the subtitled version? It's it's just one of those interesting localization challenges anytime you're dealing with wordplay. Uh, so, uh, you know, basically what happens, they are going after Nagi. Um, 
Surugi gets the uh, gets a shot. Uh, Surugi Zantetsu, or Zantetsu Surugi, however you want to order his name, and he gets another goal, and they've got a fucking three zero lead. The bad guys do, and Team Oof. Zed is like, "We're in a hole. We're in trouble." Isagi thinks none of, no one of the team believes. It's if you saw this game, I want like the best games I saw during the World Cup. Like none of them, I don't think started with three nil. Maybe that. Maybe that. Uh, wasn't there a Dutch game that started with them pretty low and then went into extra time after they tied? Anyway, I don't anyway, know. if yeah. you watched this game and it was a real game, you'd be like bored and looking at your phone. Once it was up, once it was three zero, you'd be like, "Well, this is done." Uh, I like how they. I like how. Zantetsu, he scores the goal. First off, it's really cool the way he kind of has like a target lock that goes into the yeah. net. He kind of has a HUD element that pop up, pops up, yeah. and then he sings, he shoots the goal, and then he's he says, "What does territory mean?" <laughs> he doesn't know that word, <laughs> and they just call him stupid Zantetsu. <laughs> anyway, so they, uh, Bachira is like, "Look, they've got all these these super special goals." We got to figure something out, and if we can't if we can't score now, like then that's it. There's nothing we can do. Right. Um, and Bachira has a. I like Bachira. Bachira's attitude is basically like, "Look, we're in a bad situation. That's got to be a time to like exceed. That's excel. That's got to be a time where like we've got this pressure mm-hmm. on. When yeah. the pressure's on, we should be having fun with it because like now it's our time to like." go further than our limits. And so Bachira just basically, not even metaphorically, he literally takes the ball and runs with it. There, here's the quote. We should be excited, not scared when we're in a desperate situation. Yeah. That's what that's from the subtitle. Yeah. And he yep. just fucking runs. He just fucking outruns everybody. One of those things that like when you're watching real soccer, if you see a guy just dribble past a bunch of players, a bunch of defenders, even if he doesn't score the goal, it's just like, holy shit, that run. And then they'll just like replay the run of the guy just like running with the ball for like yeah. forty meters and not getting stopped, <laughs> and it looks amazing. I was thinking about that yeah. when watching this because I was like, I know it's animation, so you could make anybody as fast or slow as you want. I would love to be fast. It'd be so cool to be fast. Yeah, yeah I'm not fast no. really in anything. No, really in any aspect. I'm I'm slow. Look at all of us. I have so endurance, slow. though. Mm. Oh. I'm a slow and steady guy. Yeah, it must be nice. Which oftentimes wins the race. That's what I hear. No, I, I do hmm. I do not have uh I do not have stamina or speed. Yeah. I have like one HP and one stamina. <laughs> so I want to say a thing that I realized about a voice actor during this episode. Hmm. So you got our, uh, our, our sort of gruff, um, the guy, the guy who's put on defense to try and block Nagi. Who's that dude's name? Yeah, I know you're talking about. I'll bring the character's name up one second. Fucking Shark Teeth. Yes. Fucking. They call him Shark Teeth. He is the guy who's like, like he just wants to be the striker. He hates playing defense, but he's reluctantly doing it. And I'm like, I know this voice. I know this voice. So he's Inosuke, Boar's Head dude from Wow. 
That's awesome. That's a great character. And he's Majima in Licorice Recoil. Wow. Wow. So this dude's a, this dude's a, I was like, God, that sounds like Boarhead dude from Demon Slayer. Sure enough, it was. But what I didn't know is that that was also Majima. Now that you, now that you mentioned it, I was like, I hear that immediately. It's like, oh yeah, yeah it's a fucking fu- Boarhead So, so fucking, fucking shark tooth guy is my new favorite character in the show because I like Boarhead guy in Demon Slayer. Um, it's fucking badass. Yeah, it's pretty fucking badass. I really like how it's how this run is animated. Like we talked about how it was just it, it's fun to watch in real life. It's it's fun to watch in this episode too. Um that character is uh uh Jingo Raichi, right? Yeah, Raichi. Raichi. That's right. Yeah. Shark tooth. Shark tooth. <laughs> uh anyway, all this happens eventually they they're they're doing these offensive uh these offensive strikes. They're getting to a three two at halftime, and Team Zed's like, "All right, we can do it, but we again we have to fucking win. We can't just right. tie it. We have to win." Uh, so Kunigami, as they're starting the second half, um, defense has been ratcheted up. The Team V is trying to is is starting to press the ball more, and. You know, there there's a point where Isagi is like, okay, I can shoot it from here. This is my zone. Gets blocked. They seem to be countering everything. And uh Nagi is like I there's there's a really cutting line he says here, which I, I should have brought up, but he's basically like, if my ta- why are you still trying? If my talent was at your level, I would have given up. He's saying that oh. to Isagi. <laughs> it's just And he also doesn't even say it with any malice. Yeah. It's like that kind of like yeah. You know the 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 someone not realizing they're saying something so hurtful. I this show does make me wish that I was in more competitive things in my life hmm. because I would borrow some of this ice water that these guys throw on each other <laughs> and I would I would dish it out. I'd be like, what? Like if it was, God, I don't even know what. Like if I was in the girls' basketball league still, mm-hmm. it would be pretty wild to go up to an opposing team of comedian basketball players and be like why are you even trying anymore like if i was like you i wouldn't even join this league (laughs) people would come up to me on herald night and say the same thing man that's so mean they were wrong matt they They were wrong matt and i hope you went (laughs) i hope you went one two three four five six seven eight one two three four five six seven eight i'll show you i'll make the third beat connect (laughs) <laughs> sip sip <laughs> Matt's charging up he's got a fucking fire group game coming out soon I guarantee it uh, Isagi is basically like Nagi's like you're inefficient and Isagi is like like has an epiphany he's like wait a minute because I thought I, I fucking hesitated and if I ha- he who hesitates is lost and uh, and so I, I fucking I, I I can't I I gotta make sure I just act next time I'm smell a goal. Um they also the team kind of realizes defensively, this is where Raichi Shark Teeth comes in, that Mikage is his whole thing is just setting up Nagi. And if they basically like get in, in Mikage's head and make it so that he can't do that, uh they can frustrate him and that leads to Mikage fucking elbowing him in the throat. Rough. I would hate that. Yeah, I hope yeah, nobody ever around. elbows me in the throat. I'm gonna do it. To and you. he just gets a yellow card. That's a yellow card. Yeah, it seems like so, 
that seems like one of the more violent things you can do. That's because you're think about your neck for a second. There's not a lot yeah. there. Zidane got uh, a red card in the World Cup final for headbutting someone in the chest. I feel like there's a little plot armor on old Mikage here mm-hmm. uh, on Rayo. That's okay. Uh, it's still good. Also, like, like, like whatever. They're, they're fucking letting them play. That happens in sports sometimes. Anyway, uh, all this happens. They keep going. Uh, Chigiri uh, ends up uh, getting to the ball and equalizes the game. And there's 30 minutes left. And that's where the episode ends. So we're knotted up. 3-3. As we continue another episode about the same game. Don't don't. I like it. I like the show. I like the show. I'm it does take its time with this. I okay. While we're in between these two episodes, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get our listeners back on board. We also didn't talk about the no spin goal. Sorry, I meant to mention that. Go on, Heather. Fucking no spin goal is so good. Uh, They so if you're if you're like, I don't know if I should give Blue Lock a a try, but I'm still listening to the podcast, I want to play a a track, a, a little a music track. That gets that's so so hype. It gets you so amped up. And this track is like anytime Isagi's like, oh, fuck. We have to do it. We have to, we have to score now, or our lives are over. They fucking play this song. And it's it's like, I I've got a lot of work right now, me personally. And if I start my day by watching Blue Lock and having a cup of coffee, the caffeine hits at the end of the episode, and I literally walk out of that episode being like, I can fucking do anything. And this song is playing in my head. Wow. Writing? How hard can that be? All I gotta do is sit down at the keyboard... And bleed! (laughs) I do feel like the scoring has, you know... It might just be that 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 that's where the that's what the moment requires, but I do feel like the scoring has gotten more compelling as the show has continued. Scoring in terms of of the music of it, not scoring goals, which is also compelling. Fuck. Yeah. I was not a huge fan of the score, but I now I'm like, fuck I like as soon as somebody's like their eyes go spiral and they look down the field, I'm like, oh let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. <laughs> One thing I do like about the slow pace of this uh of this show is that it does have a uh it, it does let them kind of break down each individual move in a sense of this would all be subconscious slash muscle memory slash you know elite athletes there's often very little conscious thought as is my understanding uh where when they're in the thick of battle but they really kind of like at the the way it's presented it kind of is like okay this is all the accumulated training and mastery that has gone into this one decision and so the way we're realizing it is we're seeing them kind of we're slowing time down so we can hear them talk through all the individual things that lead them to taking this particular step with this particular foot and kicking this ball to this particular place uh, i think that's all rad and i do also yeah, you know the the no the no spin goal was great. The other action bit of soccer action is Chigiri passing the ball to himself. That 
uh, which is really cool. Owned. Yeah, it's great. See, you guys, you guys, you, you're talking about this show in negative terms, but then every time we name anything that happened, you're like, God damn. I didn't say nothing. To quote Michael B. Jordan, I'm watching Blue Lock right now, which is dope as fuck. I do like the show. It takes its time with things. That's okay. That's okay. It's an observation, not necessarily criticism. Also, but you know, just know what you're getting into. I do want, I, 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 this just occurred to me though, but isn't it fucking great when somebody like super cool likes something that you like? Yes. That fucking rocks. <laughs> like Michael B. Jordan likes this, and so do we. That's actually that kind of makes us really yeah. cool yeah. too. Michael B. Jordan had a collab with Coach where he made Naruto jackets, and they are on my holy grail. Wow. List. Wow. I would love a Michael B. Jordan high end luxury hype beast coach jacket. That's uh, the the additional time here is the Team Z impersonation championship, the Who Am I championship. Everyone's doing their impressions. This was so funny. It was very funny. Ch- Chigiri does the ego impression, um, and uh, it's, it's I, yeah, I, I like the way it's animated here. Just like really, just zeroing in on the ominous qualities of this specter. And he like, and Chigiri like gets like stuck, kind of like doing it. Like yes, he doesn't want to participate. Then he's like, okay, I got one, and then he does it. And like, and then he can't stop doing it, and he he wins the little contest. It's so funny. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good little additional time. Episode ten. Who's that? It's Kuon. Kuon the traitor is having some sort of arc in this episode. That's who we're starting with. Yeah, him him wondering if this team that's down a man because of his betrayal could possibly pull this out. When the, when this fucking dude has his like full arc, like when he gets back on the field, and he's a good guy again, I'm gonna be like, God damn, this is well booked. Yeah. Because they're starting it now, and I hate this fucking dude. But watch, oh man, oof. He's a traitor, the lowest of the low. He sold out the, his own teammates for his he's own advancement. By both by both teams hate him. Yes. The 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 opposing team hates him, and our team hates him. Uh, Sukuon is basically he's like mad at Team V. Uh, basically, he's in a Kuon's in a win win position, so he doesn't have too much of a stake in it. He he's basically realizes that if he just does nothing, he's going to prosper because he has the goal advantage, and the individual with the highest number of goals on the eliminated team is still going to advance anyway. Uh, and but if Team Zed ends up winning, then he's also going to win. Uh, anyway, Makage yells at him, uh, and uh, uh, this is Rayo, the purple-haired dude. And so they're like, you know, we're getting a little bit of his internal aspect. He's like thinking of like, oh, he doesn't. He he was the guy who was groomed to be the successor. He was going to be the uh, the Sherry Redstone to the Sumner Redstone, to reference a book I just read, and. He just doesn't want to be in that corporate sort of world. He wants to play soccer. So he's still thinking about that. Um, and he's going up against Raichi. And basically, they end up in a situation where Nagi, for the first time, decides to put out a little a modicum of effort. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. I think it's just like I I guess what's going on here is that he's just basically like 
he has an affection for for Mikage. You know, it seems to be like he's just like he this guy is his friend and he actually cares about him yeah. and he sees he's in distress and he's like, well, fuck it. What if I actually tried? Uh, and then he's fucking even better. I should try something like that. Try actually giving a shit. Yeah, effort seems to work out for people. Yeah, when people when people actually try and they're good at something and it, it. works, <laughs> fucking ugh. Oof. Don't know. I hate effort. I hate it. It's so much work. <laughs> Raichi really taunting the shit out of Mikage, calling him like a spoiled prep sh- uh, preppy bastard. Yeah. Uh, you've never tasted defeat. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mikagi's like, I don't know what the fuck to do. I don't have anyone to pass it with. And that's when Nagi takes him. Yeah. I'm gonna ruin your life. I feel like I feel like I hear bastard more in anime than I do ever. It's like it feels like it feels like it's a common slam. You 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 bastard, I'm you bastard, I'm gonna kill you. Like it's so I like it. Oh so good. I love it when the chains Enter the field. Yeah, dude. Anytime, like, yep. so a player is, like, chained, or, you know, we, we had that earlier with the ACL, break, like, literally yep. breaking the chain. I'd, like, you know, again, fuck subtlety. Give, give, give me give me that. So, they're, they're, Nagi is unleashed. Nagi scores another goal, up 4-3. And Nagi is like, hey, you know what? Maybe, maybe being curious gives me something. Football is actually pretty fun. Uh, and uh, Team Z is now like, well, now what the fuck do we do? So... Basically, they're like, you know what? We got to just try to defend. Let's let's defend. And I love this from Raichi. Raichi is basically like, look, I hate defending so much. I'm defending because I have to. If everyone else just comes and like plays defensively, like what are we do? Like we're, what are we even doing? We have 15 minutes. We not only have the e- have the equalizer, we have to take the lead. Mm-hmm. And so and and they have to go all out and, and attack. That's the only way they're gonna win. That's just coming from his own frustration. But he's also right, and that's what they end up doing. So they're down to, they're down a player, they're down a man, again, because of Kuon's betrayal. And they're trying to figure out what to do. And they're just, you know, making moves again. It's just in the third episode about one game, so kind of taking their time, <laughs> play by play. Uh, I do like the sequence where basically everyone gets a shot. Like they're like Chigiri takes a shot, goalkeeper alters it. Uh, Gagamaru, who is the uh, the guy who does a who just lays out for goals, takes another shot. That one gets blocked. Uh, Kunigami takes a shot, and that that's the one that goes in. And it's all because of Isagi's plan. Like he'd sort of like he'd anticipated every move. I think that's a that's yep. a fun little, yeah. little action sequence. Fucking love it. And ba- that's how that's how I do these podcasts. <laughs> at the end of every episode i'm like all i saw <laughs> yeah i saw all the moves coming it's not that you're not I laughing is that you, you're to make you you yeah you experienced it already yeah you teed me yeah, up to I make know, that I, that joke about seal having a song in the sonic soundtrack <laughs> i know how long i have to pause in order to achieve my goals <laughs> <laughs> all right so back to kuon we get a little uh, backstory for him, and this is like I was like, oh, like I, I get this guy, I understand. Yeah. He like he forms a football club at his school, and uh, like he's like, oh, look, I get ten people, let's go do that. 
And they're all like, "Ah, eh, this is fun. But they're just treating it kind of casually. But he's like, I want to win the championship. And they're like, ah, we made the quarterfinals. It's pretty good. You know, whatever. <laughs> We're weak school. And he's so fucking pissed off because, like, oh, like he, he's the only one who's taking it seriously. And that leads to him getting the invite to Blue Lock. Um, But, you know, it, there, there is something, too. He's completely sold out his teammates now. And maybe that has something to do with his history of having a bunch of teammates who really didn't have his back in that earlier competitive context and him realizing, you know what, it's a, I've, I've got to look out for number one. Uh, it's also kind of fun that it's just like it's another sort of there are lots of people who just play play anything for fun, just casually. Yeah. It's like, all right, yeah, we lost. Let's have some beers. Let's, uh, let's get a pizza party. Who cares? And this guy is just absolutely driven by competition, which led him to his current. A situation, and uh, basically they're at their point. Kuon is now back in the present, and he's like, "Okay, if they draw, uh, they're third, but I'll still advance." But wait, Kunigami has the same number of goals, but fair play. There's a lot of math going yeah. on here. Yeah. Basically, though, Kuon is still going to advance regardless. Yeah. If if my team loses and they continue to suck, and this and nobody else, I can't get a red card because I'm not playing. So all I have to do is just wait and and I mean the only the only thing he has to be worried about is one more goal. Yes. That's it. So basically what happens is that uh, you know Nagi gets the ball, Isagi has been predicting every move. Uh he knows where to position himself to steal the ball. Um they uh Kuon is like ah, I'm not I'm not going to let my dreams go unfulfilled. And, uh, you know, whatever. He sees Nagi. Nagi's about to shoot because Nagi gets the ball back. And Kuon is like, you know what? Fuck it. And he hits him in the, th- he hits him and gets a red card. Wait, what does he do here? What is it? How does he t- dispatch him exactly? I don't have this in my notes. He just shoulder whacks him? tackles him. Just tackles the shit out of him? He just tackles him. Wait, who? Kuon. Wait. Because Kuon gets the red card. Yeah, he just fucking tackles yeah. him straight up. Hence my hence my uh self-proclaimed. Right. He just grabs him by the and just jams him onto the ground. Yes, it's not a fo- it's not a football tackle in the sense of like, you know, sliding and trying to get the ball. Yeah, he no, gra- no, no. that's what it is. He grabs the I brought it up. He like he grabs him on the side of the head, wraps both of his arms basically around his neck and takes him to the ground. Yeah. Okay, so Kuon's out, red card. They're down a man, but they were down a man anyway. And this also means that Kuon is, if they, my fair play score is now lower, and this means Kunigami will continue if we do lose, and so that they have to win, and in order for them to win, I have to tackle this fucking guy. And Team V is going to get a free kick. Uh, And then uh, Iemon is like, okay, there's Rayo. There's the purple-haired dude. Uh, who's he going to pass it to? And he's like, wait a minute. This is Blue Lock. He's going to fucking shoot it. Because all everyone's a fucking self-obsessed narcissist who thinks they're the best. And uh, Tsurugi gets in front of them. Uh, he takes another shot. Raichi blocks that one. Shark Tooth guy. Nagi takes a shot. Shark Tooth. Uh, <laughs> there's a whole thing where Kuon is trying to figure out how he's going to stop it. He stops it with his chest. And then um, they block him, and 
we basically just L it. We basically just end it rather as Kuon is yelling yeah. at Isagi uh, to go score and hit the empty goal. So basically, that's what it is. Did I miss anything there? No, but it seems like we'll see what I happens mean, in the next you one. Missed how f- <laughs> you missed how fucking awesome it is. It's great. I mean, it's a, lot of, fu- it's a good match. It's a, it's it, a little tricky it, to recap because it's like you either you can either move by move everything where you're just literally recapping every single shot or you can kind of talk, you know, a little bit more generally. And I'm kind of trying to split the difference, yeah. but it's like generally in terms of what happens, uh, they played like 10 more minutes of soccer and another goal was scored is basically what happens. Yeah. We're getting some additional yeah, but, con- character context on Kuon. But, wait, but 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 that that. That's not enough to get across that Kuon's like, I, I can't let this happen. I have to let it happen. I've always been alone. But, 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 but is being selfish going to help me? I don't know. No, just let it happen. Just let it. Go, I gotta go. I gotta. I gotta get on the field. I gotta stop something. I gotta do it. I gotta do it. But that's the the intent. That's the emotion of the soccer game. Yeah, there's a lot of gravity to all this. There's um fucking. Because I've watched ahead a little bit, there's an episode coming up that I can't wait for you guys to see. Oh, good. Good. Additional time here, another impersonation championship, another Who Am I challenge. Oh, this one, this one made me laugh. I kind of want all the additional times <laughs> to just be this. It, to me, it's so funny. Like, the idea that you would do a bunch of impressions of your friends and people you know to your other friends is so... I love it. Yeah. Uh, bad impression of borrow and then the I guess like the too far impression is what we end yeah. on where it's like oh that was Nico after he lost so I was like what what <laughs> <laughs> incredibly rude yeah but also Kawhi puts puts eyedroppers yeah. in his eyes starts to look like he's sad and everyone's like who the fuck is that and he's like it's when that it's that guy when he lost and it's like holy why dude why made me laugh so funny I can't do that with my thumbs. Is that right? When they when something's uh Kawhi and they make the little thumb heart. Mm, I don't know what you're doing. I can't really see what motion no, you're doing. Like, no, like that's see, that's what we do here, but I feel like there's another hand gesture. It's like they'll do like a heart with their two thumbs and like they make they make it like that. It's like I you can't see it. Matt is kind of making a closed fist with his thumb sticking between the uh Forefinger and middle finger. Yeah, I don't know crossing what he's to do crossing exactly. my finger over my thumb to sort of give like a heart. It's who cares. <laughs> the thing we can, <laughs> the thing I can say is that I again really like the character design here. I really love the way close ups are rendered in all these episodes. Just yes. really so much, so much uh, passion on the faces of all of these players. I like the line work with the shading uh, when we're up close on all these characters. And uh, the animated sequences of just like this really this fluid movement, uh, the way the balls are kicked and the, the physics of it and the way players really lay out uh, to try to grasp for every inch. All that shit looks looks fantastic. It's a very, very aesthetically pleasing show. Yeah, I, I, I love it. I think. I'm starting to like. More so than before, like actually care about what's going on with the characters and stuff. So like. It is, I, I. It's just, it's becoming a great, a great show, and I, I can't wait. I can't wait for you guys to see the next two. I think you're gonna really like them. Uh, any other thoughts on episode ten? Just the way it is. 
Nope. nope. I like it just the way it is. Wow. Fucking love it. Well, hey, that was episodes 9 and 10. And last week we covered episode 7, Rush, and episode 8, The Formula for Goals. Well, here are some of your thoughts on those. In Chain Reactions, Blue Talk. Ho <laughs> oh, ho, that's right. Here we go. These are all from our Patreon. You know what it is. It's Blue Talk, baby. Here we you go. You know this... what it is. You know what it is. It's Blue Talk, baby. You Blue... sick fucks. Blue Talk. <laughs> Blue Talk. Turn the volume down so you don't freak anybody out with what you're about to hear. Blue Talk. Uh... <laughs> Blue talk. Um, <laughs> blue talk. <laughs> it does sort of sound like we're about to be like blue blue talk sounds like it's gonna be filthy. It does. Yeah, blue talk is uh that's Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it could also be like a a right wing podcast making fun of liberals. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, they, all these these um these snowflake Cucks think that uh, that everybody has a right to dignity and respect. Uh, Do you need a trigger warning before we get to your chain reactions, Blue Talk? (laughs) You can't even Blue Talk anymore. This is an unsafe space. Yeah, and this podcast is officially unfiltered. I feel like you guys aren't up to speed on how direct the fascism is now. So, like, you're I don't want to do it. Like, yeah, that, I've, that. <laughs> I've been on Twitter for like two years, so I don't know. I don't know what the the term. I'm still stuck in like 2020 trolling. I'm still I'm still in the mindset of Adam Carolla, like driving like a bus that says Straight Talk Express uh, through like the gates of a of politically correct university. Yeah. Like that's what I'm thinking when I think of the of triggering the left. But this is also a good place to announce that our first live show is going to be at uh, Joe Rogan's Anti Woke Comedy Club. Yeah, that'll be fun. You'll see us there. We're also doing CPAC. Um, yeah. That'll be a blast. We'll have a meet and greet afterwards. Uh, moderated by Ben Shapiro, uh, so look for that. How I give I give the anti woke comedy club three years max. Two years is my what I th- I think it's going to stay open for two years. I think he has so much money to throw at it that he's just going to keep it up uh... forever. I think there's that, and there's also just the um. Well, if it does fail, they could say that they can't. They got they, that. They came for them and they canceled them yeah. or whatever and then build some other thing or whatever. But it will just be like a thing that like it is probably like a self-funded thing. But all those comedians who aren't funny and just go to Austin instead to because the people there already are racist or weird. Um, like They're just like, oh, great. We'll just uh, like the people who say the same things I think. Uh, they'll just keep them in business. I, did, yeah. I think it'll I think it'll be around. I'm probably the the of the three of us. Uh, you know, I've, I've probably the most recently toured. Yeah, the rest of the country, and you you go to like a comedy club in Nashville. I mean, they've still got you know Louis C.K. on the wall. You know, I mean, it's like yeah. they, they, oh, don't, they don't give a shit. So no. it's I, I it think, doesn't. I think they, it's not real. Be fine in Texas, yeah, yeah. None of it's real. Uh, yeah. We live in a separate reality yeah. uh, from everybody else, <laughs> um, and that makes us the snowflakes. Anyway, this is from we're talking not- about an anime, right? Yeah, this is from Not Rock. Okay, great. This part of Blue Lock is very relatable in that we've all had a group project where we needed one guy to just stand in the corner and not fuck it up for everyone else. <laughs> Been there. Yeah, that's always like the... I always feel like I was doing a lot of heavy lifting, but if I look back in my schooling days, I'm sure they were like, let's make let's make it seem like Matt has a task so we can get I this was done. Always, 
I was always trying to derail shit uh, for the joy of mischief. <laughs> like I like right. it was like, oh, here you've got a box. It's like a, a physics like impromptu pop quiz where you get a box of like stuff and you have to make a catapult in two hours. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, great. And I'd be like, what if instead of a catapult, we just made like a, a, we took all these popsicle sticks and we made a sculpture of a dog. And they'd be like, no. And I'd be like, but how funny would it be if you turned in a dog? <laughs> <laughs> Heather looking around the classroom just being like, hmm. And then raising your hand, you forgot to collect our homework assignments just to watch the world burn. <laughs> <laughs> um, this next one's from Connor Guerrero. Imagine that you were watching a game of Blue Lock, but on actual sports, but on an actual sports broadcast. I'm torn between whether that would be the most exciting thing ever with all the anime action, or the most boring thing ever with all the inner monologues and flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> Just like it, watching a guy like stand there and think. Well, okay, so you have to to think at some point in the future they will have a, there will be a way to translate your thoughts into text in real time, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. there is a thing they do with live sports now where someone will be mic'd up. Mm-hmm. And the, the what the the way that'll usually be is like a, a break in the action. They'll be like, "Oh, hey, here's what Jimmy Butler was saying when he was about to take those crucial free throws." You know, he was telling his teammates, "Don't worry, I got this," or whatever. You know, and or or, or when he was hustling back on defense when they made that key play, he was actually directing that other guy who who stole the pass. So. I have to think there will probably be an equivalent of that at some point in the future. Like 50 years, there will be just like a probably faster than that, considering how this shit seems to be accelerating. There will be a way to, to read someone's thoughts in real time and we'll sort of get a sense of how they put piece together the decisions they made on the field or on the court. I think a lot of that is just going to be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because like a lot of that in the in the uh, uh e- even in the mic'd up stuff in live sports is that kind of shit like it's not necessarily yeah. like it is just like instinctual sort of you know verbal flailing but it's still intriguing i would i would want i wish real sports had like the way people can like charge up in anime yes. i wish i could just, like see a, a physical representation of somebody charging up and then just like and, and enjoy that cuz it would be every sport would be so fun Fully agree. Um, this next one's from Xavier Poraz. If you could create a battle anime out of any ordinary situation like soccer, what would it be? I would love to see a competitive eating battle anime. Yeah, my mind went to food, and because you know, I like, I really do like Top Chef, and this is this is adjacent to that. This is my exact thought. Yeah, if they did like a like a a a, a chef battle, I'm not sure if that what that exists. Um, it might. It, yeah. it feels familiar. Uh, but I can't, I can't place the, I can't place it, but it There's feels familiar. Shokugeki no Souma Food Wars, which, uh, but I'm not sure what exactly the, the structure of that is. Just cause like at the end of the day, cause one of the things we talk about on the show quite a bit when it comes up is how good anime food looks. Yes. So like watching chefs sort of like painstakingly, uh, create meals and um and, and and in presenting them at the end would be fantastic would be so fun Get, getting all charged up adding like chives to something 100% but if that is taken uh i think that there's like you know those uh 
those competitive shows where they like craft like blades, like they 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 make like a you know they make like like swords and knives and stuff. I feel like something like that would be pretty sick. Forged in fire is what I'm thinking of. Um, and and uh, yeah, like some sort of blacksmithery slash you know just forging sort of contest, and they're all making like fucking badass katanas and such. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, that'd be really cool. Um, how about how how about um sneaker culture? Oh, like a like a getting the drop is like a life and death, you know. That's thing. great. That's fucking great. That's also really really good. You know, anime food, but also anime fashion is another thing that just like yeah. looks really fucking great. Yeah, I, I'd love that. Somebody creases their Jordans and they're just mm-hmm. like are done, are finished. And they're just like no, <laughs> no. Um, this this next one is from Ask for Seconds. But Shira's butt in the dressing room. Ten out of ten would recommend. Favorite character. Everybody's great, loving great ass. Bachira's butt. He's oh, got Bachira. a great ass. Butt Chikra. <clears throat> butt Chikra? Butt Chikra. I dropped Butt Chikra. <laughs> ass looks great. <laughs> butt Chikra. Butt Cheek is such a funny. <laughs> it's very funny. Because it sounds. It doesn't sound like it's the right thing, but it is. And it's. It, I love it. Right. It, it's, yeah. it's, it is very funny. Um, that what just cracks expo- similarly. It's like that's <laughs> correct. That's the term. You get cheeks and a crack and a hole. Because it also, because it, it, there's just something about it, and it's absolutely juvenile. But it is yeah. like just the idea that somebody's like, "Oh, my butt crack, <laughs> my butt cheeks hurt," or something like. It's like there's not another. What would you even say? Like, like it's so. That's that's that's. I love it. It just cracks me up. But it's also. I feel like I. I I can't remember if Oscar uh, Montoya, our friend, said this on Get Played or he said this to me uh, just at another time. But there's quadrants of the butt that are like in the different Mm. quadrants have different things. Bottom butt is like sexy butt, right? Sure. Because it's like the implication of butt. But if you see top down, like butt crack, like peeking out of jeans. That's yeah. funny, but so yeah. that's like there's two halves there. It's like one half is sexy, one half is uh is funny, and it just depends. It's all a, a sliding scale from there, which is more of which. Uh, but I, when he once he said that to me, it just really unlocked a lot of thoughts in my head about people's butts. The classic plumber's crack versus like you know like a a. Sort of some short shorts, exactly. Some shorts, yeah. exactly. Some Daisy Dukes, as it were. Yeah. Um, but anyway, enough about butts, or more about it. Who could who could say? I don't that know was what the what say. the comment was focused on. What are we supposed to say? What am I supposed to do? I had to tell you this immediate thought that I had about the the butt quandary. Um, and you're welcome for now. You're for now that everybody listen, listening to this <laughs> has this knowledge as well. Um, and then you can use that however however you like. This one's from MK. I'd been enjoying the show and loving the podcast up to this point. But after episode seven, I'm fully hooked. Wow. Jagiri's leg being chained down is the best visual in the show so far. And when he finally breaks free, I got so pumped. 
thanks so much for putting the show on my radar. I've never watched sports anime before, so this could have easily slipped by me, and I really would have missed out. I fucking love Spiral Eyes. Like, I I want contacts that are the monster eyes that these characters get when they are intense. Yes. It's such an it's such a funny like scribbles eyes. Yeah, yeah cuz cuz the rest of it is like really animated like really well but the eyes then like become like crazy and like yeah. kind of shittily like drawn and it's like it's great. It's it's it really does bring home the point of like oh everybody does have it does have a monster like quality, right? Where it is like oh this is their thing speaking out through them sort of. Heather wanting those contacts just like speaks to her quest to become ever more terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I want the spiky teeth dentures. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, last one. This one's from Henry Overos. What hi, you... Henry. Yeah, hi, Henry. Have we hi, said Henry. hi to anybody else? No. Uh, hi, to, hi to everyone. Hi, everyone else. Especially Bachira ass guy. Yeah person especially um so henry writes what do you think isagi's absolutely out of it parents are thinking right now i'm hoping they reveal it's a truman show type situation and everyone in japan is watching kuan's parents would be like we raised an actual piece of shit (laughs) that's fascinating yeah Yeah. because they're just like oh he's off to he's off to football camp basically right yeah because they're really only seen in that first episode i think maybe the second and then they disappear. Yeah, I have no idea. That that would be a fascinating reveal that this is actually all being broadcast. We get like a full episode of just like what's going on outside of Blue Lock at some point. Like Right. But it's there's in the middle a... of a three episode arc of a game. And so like we come back and there's still two episodes <laughs> of this game left. There's a reveal uh several seasons or maybe a season into Sword Art Online, uh, which isn't a spoiler because the concept of Sword Art Online is that you put on a VR helmet and if you die in the game, you die in real life. And if you take off the VR helmet, you die. So it's like people locked in this virtual reality. And in order to get out of it, they have to beat this mm-hmm. uh, this quest that's uh, impossible. Uh, so mm-hmm. <laughs> I think in the end or, or middle of the first season, you cut to a hospital in the real world where all these kids are just on beds with like IVs and shit. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) It would be great if that's a reveal in Blue Lock. Is that like the whole thing has been a matrix, and these kids are just like in a fucking facility, being like worked out virtually? That's that's so wild to think about, and also just like anime just does stuff that regular TV movies would never do, right? they're always very quick to be like, oh, we'll just show like these kids in peril. Like we'll show these kids like really just <laughs> fucked up. We'll just do it. Uh, but that's it for uh this week's Blue Talk. Thanks everybody for sending your questions and sending us in your questions for uh this week's episodes, episodes nine and ten, and we'll read them on the show next week. Blue wow. talk. Blue talk. Blue, Blue talk. Blue talk. Blue talk. Blue, blue talk. And um guys, I hate to say it. Well, I hate I, I well, here's the thing. I hate I absolutely hate to say it. And I I I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I have the strength. 
Here, let me do it. I don't know if I have that monster inside me. Let me do it. You do it. Guys. Oh, God. She's going to do it. Blue talk. Oh, God. Oh, no. Okay. (laughs) Matt, you got animated. Oh, shit. 